0: Hello and welcome to episode six, no less, of the Coffee and Compounds podcast with me, Paul Andrews and the wonderful Summer. How are you?
1: I am well, thank you. Yes, how are you?
0: Good. Yeah, I'm good, thank you. I'm all good. Uh, how's, how's lockdown treating you? Still sane?
1: <laughs> yeah, it's, it's not been too bad. I think I've got a better a better mindset heading into this one, obviously. We've done it a couple times now, so I'm definitely feeling a bit more positive than perhaps what I was last March, for
0: sure. Fair enough. I think I'm the opposite. I think I went into the last one in like a really giddy mood because it was just like good weather, and I was drinking cocktails at 11 a.m. and it was fine. (laughs) It's lockdown. It was like this amazing summer holiday. Whereas this time round, it's like it's cold, it's wet, I'm miserable. (laughs)
1: But and it's freezing.
0: It is so cold, like ridiculously cold. Like I've got like yeah. multiple layers on and I normally live in shorts. So it's uh, it's it's horrendous at the moment. But, you know, by the time we come out of it, it'll probably be summer. So <laughs> something to look forward to.
1: Definitely.
0: So episode six, I don't know where the time has gone and how we've got to six already, but we are smashing these out. Um, and today's topic is a absolute beauty. We are going to talk about influencers or as I often call them influencers because let's face it there's not much good about a lot of them um, but we're going to cover all manner of types of influencer we're going to talk about the, the fitness influencers we're going to talk about celebrity influencers we're also going to talk about the people who probably don't class themselves as influencers who are by nature of their social following influencers we're going to cover the good the bad and the ugly so summer do you want to do you want to kick off today i normally do i normally just like jump straight balls deep so let's let's mix up do you want to do you want to kick off and yeah i'm gonna hand over to you influencers go
1: (laughs) yeah for sure no i'm i'm good with this so there is a lot to cover so i'm gonna try and make it not drag on um i think influencers there are some good ones There are, but they're there for one thing and one thing only, which is to obviously influence our buying decision, whether that's a fitness program, whether that's a pair of shoes, um, whoever they're collaborating with. At the end of the day, you have to realize they're getting paid to do that. It doesn't really matter so much to them what they're uh, influencing (laughs) your decision on. It's obviously fundamentally about the paycheck behind it. And that's the same throughout anything. Obviously, the way of marketing, branding, and advertising has come a long way since uh, TV adverts or putting out posters and flyers. Right, like everyone's on their phones now, so uh, companies, big companies, whether they are morally correct or incorrect, will use influencers and celebrities to push their products onto other people. Uh, it's celebrity endorsements have become a massive massive thing over the last few years obviously with us all spending a lot more time on the internet and usually it's a more cost effective way of doing it although these influencers might be paid again i'm not i'm not staying the cristiano Ronaldo's of the, of the world but maybe you know the the smaller influencers with 100 200 000 followers are probably going to be paid maybe a grand maybe not even that for a post which is a lot more cost effective than putting out a tv advert that costs I wouldn't even like to know how many times um, in order to get somebody to buy something so that's kind of where influencers come from and my understanding of why they exist and what they do if I'm honest I just feel that influencers are often in the limelight for no reason other than being on a TV show, maybe once or twice, uh, usually completely unqualified to be selling half the stuff that they are definitely when it comes to fitness and nutrition. Obviously, if you're selling pretty little thing clothes, I couldn't care less, that doesn't matter. But if you're putting people's lives at risk and people's mental health at risk because of something you're imposing on other people, then obviously there's going to be a little bit more of a problem with that. I think in terms of, let's say celebrity influencers, especially, they have a lot of followers, a lot. And the worry is that, especially with the younger generation coming up, they'll look up to these people with all these amounts of followers and whatever they're doing, they're gonna want to do. Whatever they're selling, they're going to buy. And I'm sure you've seen all these bullshit seven day transformations or 10 day transformations from firstly from people who aren't even out of shape i just want to make that very clear and um, a lot of these celebrities endorsing weight loss products especially aren't aren't in bad shape to begin with and i have a slight problem with that image that if these girls that are in immaculate shape feel like they need to lose weight that's also not portraying a great picture to everybody else um yeah. and yeah. that's not you know that's not considering all the other aspects of it but that's one of my my main frustrations with it is I know that we're leaning into a lot more of this like body positivity sort of stuff now but for the last few years if you've been following um you know influencers I know like a couple people from Geordie Shore and stuff have done it and they're like they're in great shape anyway some of it may or may not be surgery I'm not going to comment on that but they're in great shape anyway. So doing a seven-day transformation on day one where you're super bloated and then day seven where you've lost all your water weight and you are looking a little bit leaner, I don't feel like it's painting the right picture for people to be basing their purchase decisions but also their approach to fitness that way.
0: Yeah, I completely agree. And I I think if we start with, like we have, with the celebrity influencers, because there's a distinct difference between a fitness influencer – a fitness professional and a celebrity influencer and the celebrity influencers at the moment, as you quite rightly said, and normally the ones that we're taking shots at. I guess, are the ones who are, they've been on a reality TV show. They've had their five minutes of fame. They've probably earned relatively good money for a few months by being on. The only way is fucking whatever, um, you know, and, th- and they've generated a social following that's a few hundred thousand followers. And I understand The pressures of when you move away from that TV show and you lose the paycheck, there's probably not a massive amount of work out there for people who effectively aren't exactly good actors or actresses, are in reasonably good shape, look half decent, most of them, um, and are expected to be able to live a particular lifestyle because that's what's been portrayed on this reality tv show and it must be quite daunting when you step away from it to be like fuck how am i going to make my money and a lot of the issues i have isn't necessarily perhaps with them directly um it's probably more with their agents who are pushing them in particular directions to help them make money off of their social media following and the easiest way to do it is by selling and endorsing products and 90 percent of the time these celebrities have never used the products. You only have to look back at the um, the, the sting operation that caught out um, a few of the guys from the Only Wears Essex last year. I think it was at the end of the year before it might have been twenty nineteen, where mm-hmm. uh, a company basically created a fake fat loss product where the the key ingredient was cyanide, which obviously, as we all know, is a massively fatal poison, um, and they. Packaged up this this fake health product, contacted uh, Gemma Guja, a few other people, um, fucking all these people from Geordie Shore, who basically people who sold like bod and, and stuff like that. And basically said, we've got this new product, new fat product. Would you like to endorse it? Um, And they're like, the product's not going to be ready for a few months, but you can start advertising it now saying you've used it and what have you. And the majority of them turn around and say they've never used the products that they've already sold. So they're they're quite willing to sell stuff that they have no idea what's in it, no idea that it's good for you, bad for you. Uh, They're just interested in the fact that each time they post about it, they're going to get a couple of grand and it's money in their pocket. Um, So that already isn't the best Start The fact that you've got people who probably don't need the products in the first place, who have never used it, so they don't know what it does to you, they don't know how your body reacts to it, and they're pushing that product to their audience. Now, it, that in itself morally isn't great. If you haven't used a product, you shouldn't really be selling it based on how good it is um, from a, an ethical standpoint. When you then take a step back and you look at the people who follow these celebrities, it's typically... I would say 16 to probably 24 year olds majority um, most of them are probably women and it's an audience that's already going to be very conscious of how they look because they're they spend their time idolizing people who've been on these shows where they pretty much just put people who are aesthetically pleasing on tv so there's already a massive social pressure to look a particular way there's already a massive issue in terms of creating negative body image and the fact that there's probably millions of young women and girls who feel pressure to look a certain way and already think they don't look good enough. Despite the fact that they probably do, That a lot of them are probably already in good shape, but they just feel this pressure to look even better, to have the perfect figure and, and, and what have you. And then they look up and they see their celebrity idols saying, oh, I look like this because I take whatever product and instantly they're going to be like oh that's what i need um and i just think that that's a morally the worst thing you can do is exploit people who are naive and desperate in equal measure to look a certain way just to make a few quid for yourself and again there's there's celebrities out there who have done reality tv who are selling things like herbalife and they're basically sat there going hold on i've got three hundred thousand followers if i get 1% of my following sign up to my herbalife that's probably the better part of a few grand a month that's coming in from selling a product they've never used to an audience of people who are who are now cultivated into into their cult into their pyramid scheme that's just lining their pockets and it's that's where i get really frustrated it because it, there's so many there's so many fat, like parts of this that are wrong first if you look at the, the fitness industry in itself the fact that you can have people who are famous for being on shit tv shows selling health and fitness products who aren't qualified who've got no experience no basic understanding of health and fitness selling health and fitness products that that for a start is wrong that should that that to me shouldn't happen that should not be allowed um you then have the celebrities who are giving health and fitness advice, who are positioning themselves, uh, positioning themselves as like health coaches for things like Herbalife, or whatever. And again, don't use the products themselves. No qualifications. Purely trying to monetize their following, and it, it just ethically, there's so much, there's so much wrong with it. Um, it actually, it, it scares me. And and you touched upon a point which always makes me laugh is the before and after photos. The amount of celebrities who have undergone cosmetic surgery to alter how they look and then start selling a product off the back of it, whether it's an abs belt, whether it's Herbalife, whether it's Boomboard, whether it's ketones, whatever it is. And they're there like, oh, look, here's my before where I looked all right. Now, here's my after that I spent 100 grand on fucking cosmetic surgery and i had a pt five days a week and i had a fucking nutritionist write me a meal plan and i did all this stuff that i'm not going to tell you about but i'm going to attribute it to this one breakfast shake that i had or to this fucking d- skinny coffee or slimming tea or this detox cleanse and it's like go buy my product go buy my product here's my link and it just it, it's It's vile, actually, when you think about it, that these people are willing to go to such extreme lengths and exploit people in the nature that they are for their own financial gain. And as I said at the start, part of me feels a bit sorry for them because I imagine the majority of them are being pushed down that route by their agents. You know, they come away from the show. What do I do next? How do I make money? Oh, well, you've got 400,000 followers. If 1% signed up to do this through your link, you'd make a tidy living. It's, it's, It's easy money. But it's it's scary from an industry perspective as a fitness professional because the amount of people and and we 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 spoke about it before the call and and we've we've touched upon it already that you, you assume when they put these posts out with like their bullshit like before and afters where you can tell it's been taken five minutes apart in photo one they're pushing their stomach out in photo two they're tensing like anyone within the fitness industry looks at that and goes well that's bullshit that's just been made up, that's, that's staged, that's nothing to do with Boombot or Skinny Tea or, or any of the, the shit that gets sold. But then when you look at the post and it's got like 5,000 likes and you look at the comments and it's got like 3,000 comments and it's literally just teenagers and early 20-year-olds going, this is amazing, where do I get it? This is so good. Oh my God, you've done amazing. And like people are literally jizzing in their pants over these basically fake images. And you sit there and you think, actually, this, this is... This in itself is a bit like it's a bit like a it's a bit like a pandemic in that it just seems to be getting worse. There's just more and more celebrities every day popping up that you've never heard of, who are like, hey, look at me, I'm ripped and shredded. Oh, it was this that I, that I took. Like it, we've now got celebrities endorsing the skinny jab. And I mean, the, the laughable thing about skinny jab is the two celebrities endorsing it. One's Gemma Collins, who doesn't really depict skinny. Um, and and that's not me body shaming her that's just a fact she's and she also endorsed BoomBod which again probably from BoomBod's perspective wasn't the wisest approach if you're trying to sell a weight loss product um, at least get somebody who you can fake fake a before and after of Um, and the other person that sells it is Kerry Katona who has obviously very publicly battled her own weight for for years and the alarming thing is is that there's been interviews and they've done instagram lives and facebook lives where they've had like millions of people watching and you've got kerry katona who's a mum saying I yeah I'd, I'd be happy for my daughter to, to use it it's like you're happy for your daughter to inject herself with st- with unknown products to get skinny and it's like that it just sends the wrong message like the the fitness industry we've said on previous podcasts it should be a safe place for people to go that need that need the right help and guidance in the same way that if you have in any ailment you would go to the doctor and you'd expect to get sound advice of what to do in the same way that if you're struggling with debt and you go to a financial advisor you'd expect sound advice in the same way that if you went to a garage with a broken car you'd expect to get sound advice but the fitness industry it's like oh i'm I'm struggling with my health and my fitness i'm teetering on the edge of, of diabetes i'm eating myself into an early grave what do i do I'll go to the fitness industry. Oh, brilliant! Here is a multitude of products that I can spend money on yeah. that aren't going to get me any closer to where I need to be, um, and it just gives such a false impression. Um, and it's it's why if, obviously if people listen to this, if you don't follow me, if you look at me, if you follow my page on Instagram, you'll see that I can be quite um, outspoken when it comes to this. I'm not afraid to sit there and go, actually, this person's a cunt because, in my view, the minute you take a social following of a few hundred thousand people to go and push a product you've never used that's potentially dangerous to people's health and actually keeps them at arm's length for what they need to do to to fix their problem and you do that by playing on their insecurities that's like you're no longer an influence at that point you are literally being the the like one of the worst types of people you can be you're, you're exploiting people for your own financial gain and i think exploitation of people has been kind of stamped out in most industries over the years it's kind of deemed as being really bad like you can't you can't use like child labor in this country anymore because you're exploiting people like you can't underpay people you you can't you you literally you can't exploit people in every industry apart from apparently the fitness industry Uh,
1: I think you've touched on a really nice point there of the fact that the fitness industry is really one of the only industries left that's highly unregulated so Mm -hmm. Um, as you've said, you know if you if you're stuck with debt, you go to a financial advisor. They they have qualifications in financial advising. They um, are regulated by the FCA and by other financial authorities. And when you go to the doctor, they've completed their doctoral degree and they have a lot of knowledge. And, and you expect that. And it seems you know things like PPI have happened, and now that's been stamped out um the motor industry is another one that's so highly regulated now um, to make sure that you're not taking advantage of vulnerable people however the fitness industry and social media I have no doubt that in a few years it won't change I really do think that there will be there will be a point where it just gets a little bit ridiculous and then I'm sure people will be trying to claim compensation for taking booty eight years ago um however it does just seem like one of the only places left where you go to ask for help and you get an array of responses and people really just in it with, with the wrong intention. And I'd like to think that we're nearing the point now of people becoming more aware of it. But then as we said, when you actually go onto these posts and you read the comments, you realize that there's still so many people still still listening, still investing in things like this. Yeah. through through lack of knowledge which is obsessing
0: yeah and that's it's quite it's quite a scary reality that as you touched upon there that it's within the industry there's a lot of professionals who are using the opportunity using social media to to try and educate people And, and and again this is one of the topics that I want us to kind of move on to in a moment is is the fact that actually it might sound all doom and gloom but there are some fantastic people out there by nature of the size that they're following would be considered influencers um, who probably don't consider themselves influencers because they're not there trying to sell a product and make a quick buck off of people. They're, they're actually trying to educate people and, and, and we'll come onto it in a minute, but for all of the good that there is, like you can count on probably one hand, the number of decent actual influencers that there are. And then the rest of it, it's like every every time you go onto social media, there is a new person that's just come out of Love Island or just come off of whatever reality TV show it is who are now endorsing another product. And it's like, where where is it going to end? And, and the thing that scares me is that with all other industries, it kind of took there to be a significant moment. Like there was this turning point where everybody kind of like had this light bulb moment of, that's not right we need to fix it whether it's like from a financial industry the fact that people were probably well we we know for fact people were robbing people of their money by giving them bad investment advice in terms of whether it's stocks and shares whether it's pensions whatever it was and there was a lot of companies that were like oh yeah if you put your put your money here in five years time it's going to be four times as big and what actually happened is that they took that money and put it into their bank account and went oh didn't work um And suddenly they were like, "Mm, we probably need to regulate this because it's people's income. And then they did the same with like the motor industry. They're like, oh, we probably need to regulate this because it's people's fucking income that's being robbed. And health industry has always been regulated for a good number of years for the right reasons, probably because you know you wouldn't want to go to your mate around the corner if you've uh, if you're not well, Um, and him be like, yeah, I think you've got this, and give you some paracetamol when really what you needed was an operation because you got a tumour. I don't know, Um, but all of these industries have had these big defining moments like the PPI situation. We're like, Oh fuck. Yeah. Okay. We we really like mugged people off and stole a lot of their money. And the bit that scares me with the health and the fitness industry in particular is what's it going to take for authorities to look at it and go, this isn't right. And when you start to look at some of the stuff that's being positioned out there um, again, I I did a, I did a live um, with a good friend of mine at the start of the week um, about some of this stuff and we touched upon the fact that dr michael mosley creator of the 800 calorie diet has now started selling that as a marketable diet to the masses which when it was originally created it was created for like one percent of the population who are massively obese borderline diabetic likely to die and need a proper intervention for a few weeks to get them drastically away from at risk so that they could then change their life alter their entire habits and lifestyle over the over a long time period once they've done this this drastic crash diet effectively has a place I, i'm not disputing that it doesn't have a place i mean In my view, stepping in before it gets to crisis point is probably the role of most GPs and and it it probably we shouldn't need for it to have a place. But I also appreciate there are people within the population where you look at it and go, fuck, you need to do something like today or you'll be dead next week. So yeah, there's there's a place for it. But then to take that, turn it into a a, a TV documentary and into a series of books. Uh, The latest book that I saw in Tesco is literally at the start of the week, which he's teamed up with, two other doctors the book is about intermittent fasting and the 800 calorie diet and you sit there and you think cool great you're making you're making money off of things you're allowing people to buy into what you're saying because you're a doctor so instantly they trust that you're not going to give them anything that's dangerous but for the majority of people if you were to actually do that long term eat 800 calories a day whilst intermittently fasting and doing fast days and actually probably averaging less than 800 calories a day over the course of a week. There's enough people in society that if they were to try and stick to that for even a few weeks, would have serious health complications as a result. You could end up passing out, and it's not like to some people when I when I get like riled up about it, they're like, "Oh, it's such an overreaction to say that that diet could kill somebody," but it could, and it's not that it's going to starve them to death. I'm not being dramatic in that sense, but ultimately, if 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 some if if people are eating so few calories and leading relatively active lifestyles or doing relatively strenuous work, there is every possibility that that person could pass out. And at that point, if you pass out and you smash your head on something, that could be it. It could be curtains. You could be gone. All because a doctor told you to do a diet. And like that, for me, along with celebrity influencers selling stuff they've never sold, people using their status, whether it's social influence, whether it's their their title, to try and earn the, the trust of people who are looking up to them and, abu- and then and then abuse that trust is is about as shameful, shameful as it gets. And that's what worries me about the industry is that it feels a little bit like things are getting more and more extreme and it's only a matter of time before somebody comes out with a product that is going to be potentially fatal and it's going to take that for governments to kind of step in and go oh we should probably regulate this but at the the, and, and again there's still a lot that we're going to talk about on this podcast but one of the points that i really hope people sort of take away from it is that when it comes to your health and your fitness and your goals treat treat that goal treat your end desired outcome in the same way that you would with any other aspect of your life if you were seeking help and go to people who are qualified and experienced enough to give it. Like, don't base your decision based on Instagram followers, or if they've got a blue tick, or what product has the best packaging. Base it on who is most qualified to give you the best advice. Like, I would always recommend speaking to a fully qualified PT who educates based on solid foundations and principles, who's got a following of like a hundred followers, or two thousand followers, or even ten thousand followers over a celebrity that is just pushing a product that's got a few hundred thousand followers because ultimately there's there's a big difference the p the, the, the pt with the lower following that's putting out the good information actually cares about what you're trying to achieve and it's going to help you get there in the most healthiest way and the most sustainable way whereas the celebrity doesn't give a fuck who you are that you're just another paycheck to them you know if and, and that's the biggest difference is, you, you know, when you go to the doctor, for example, they they speak to you, they call you by your first name, they, they understand the situation, they understand and they ask you what's going on, how you feel, and they treat what it, the information you give them, they determine what you've got and they treat that. It's a very personal thing your fitness is the same the person that helps you with it should know who you are by name should know what's going on in your life should know what you're trying to achieve know what your your job is what your day looks like so that they can tell you how to get to your goal based on you as an individual they should you know whereas if you go to any of these fucking so-called influencers and you buy one of their products if you have an adverse reaction to it and you drop them a dm you're not even going to get a reply they're not going to be like oh hey, Summer, yeah, I know who you are. Sorry it's happened. Let me let me have a little, let's tweak it. Let's play around with it. Let's alter it. Let's get it right for you. They don't give a fuck. You're not going to get a reply from them because they've got a few hundred thousand followers and all they care about is your cash. So if there's anything you take away from this podcast, it's, it's that actually if you want to work on your health and fitness, you've got to treat it like any other part of your life and you've got to go to a professional who's qualified to give you the advice. That's that's my view on it. And, and I'm sure as we dig into the other types of influencers out there. Um, I'm sure we'll, we'll dig into that sort of feeling a bit more, but uh, obviously Summer, if I hand back over to, to you, I think perhaps if we move from, we've, we've dug into celebrity uh quite nicely. There. If we go into like the fitness industry and, and obviously there's, I would say there's two types of influencer for me in the fitness industry. I've touched on it before. You've got those who are probably not too dissimilar to our, celebrity influencers who are trying to trying to sell something uh, and then you've got the um the upper echelon of uh, of influencers if you like the ones that probably don't like to be classed as influencers um who are putting out good information um so where would you like to start
1: <laughs> yeah so i think within the industry we're increasingly getting better information put out from a majority of people um as you rightly said, I think we're definitely, there's definitely two types. Um, You've got the ones that build a following, build money off of uh, getting half naked on Instagram. Again, no issue with that. You're in bloody great shape. Your ass looks amazing. However, um, you'll often see these sorts of people selling booty, burning, banned, workouts (laughs) workouts <laughs> yeah. um that's that's a very broad statement but um they often just go with the trends right so uh it will be swipe workout it will be lives it will be kind of what we touched on actually in our last episodes, that it will be more of or more of a trendy thing okay because the reality is throwing the words calorie deficit out isn't the most sexy thing in the world posting a photo of your bum in a g-string and saying if you want a bum like this you just need to buy my program looks kind of sexy right so um that's often a lot more appealing to people and it's something that for myself as a female in the industry um I have this conversation on the regular with with my friends that and we have a bit of a joke about the fact and I say oh if I got my ass out more you know I could get more followers um but that doesn't stay true to who I am So therefore, I try and educate as opposed to just be there because I know that when you do start putting photos like that out, you get you don't get people that want to buy from you, you get people that want to look at you. Right. So, anyway, digress on that point, but that's kind of one half of the story. Is I think those that just use that again, sort of like the celebrity influence, where they have a a relatively large following. they sort of, they don't give you too much information on the underpinning principles of how to get to your goals. Um, it's just like, it's kind of just generic. So you'll see, they normally have quite a few followers and it might be, um, they have a shred program and a bulk program, for example. Yeah. And it, and you go through their website and it says, are you a woman? Yes. Are you between 138 and 145 pounds? Yes. Um, are you vegan or, or not? No, I'm not okay cool here's your meal plan here's your training plan um and that's it and 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 off you go so they just sell that their, their own workout plans and again for some people that could work very nicely and they can stay accountable and they can whatever for other people you know if you go through that website and and it says right you need to be eating 1200 calories a day you could be sat there thinking god i have a shit relationship with food anyway um, that's really going to push me over the edge. You might stick to it for six to eight weeks, but the likelihood is you're not going to continue on. And I think as much as it can kickstart people and it can help people, um, it also doesn't give them the knowledge they need because it's literally just a workout plan, a meal plan. Um, and off you go. So yep. I think that's that's one half of the industry where they don't necessarily give out... Uh, a load of like education knowledge it's more just this is me this is my program I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that at all it's not the way that I choose to run like personally but I've used like people like that in the past I've you know done programs of people that have a few a few hundred thousand followers for me it didn't work probably as well as it does when I have a one-to-one coach only because I have that level of accountability where I can drop him a message and say I'm struggling with X, Y, Z, and he'll message me back right away and say, "Oh, like let's try this next week." And touching on what you said, it's like going to the doctor, isn't it? I can have that one-to-one um, contact with someone, which then keeps me on track, keeps me going. Um, Thanks, and yeah. then, sorry,
0: <laughs> to jump in, I also a big part of probably why those plans weren't as effective as when you work with a coach one-to-one is the fact that those plans are just not personalised. So, yes, they're they're semi-tailored in terms of they capture some basic information about you, but there's 8 billion people on the planet and no two people are the same. So unless you're working with somebody on a one-to-one level and what's been written has been written for you and it's being monitored and it's being tracked and it's being adjusted where necessary – it's never going to be as effective and one of the things that angers me about that type of influencer is the pushback is always on the consumer if it doesn't work it's not the plan because the the, the the person selling it's like look at me it works for me i'm in great shape it must be you you obviously didn't work hard enough you obviously weren't strict enough with your food and it they, they ignore what they know and that's the fact that for them to get into the shape that they're in, they probably used a number of anabolic steroids. They probably worked with a coach, and they probably had something that was very, very tailored to them specifically, it was tweaked and adjusted week on week. And yet, they've just taken the basic bare bones of it, packaged it up as a twelve-week plan, and sold it to you for five hundred quid. And when it doesn't work, they're like, "Yeah, you just didn't try hard enough." And that's the bit that—that's part of what scares me about the the fitness influencer is the fact that they typically have the the physique that people want. And they're like, yeah, this is what I did to get there. If you want my plan, pay however much. And people are like, fuck, I want to look like that. I want his plan. And it's like, what you need to appreciate is you're not him.
1: <laughs> so yeah.
0: you can have his plan. You can follow his plan. But let's face it, if if, if, if he or she was on 5,000 calories a day because they were training seven days a week, twice a day, each time for an hour a day, and they were pumping their body full of testosterone and God knows what else, and you're going to the gym three days a week and you're not filling your body with testosterone and god knows what else you're not going to get the same results and if you're eating the same food as them like that's just gonna that's just gonna fuck things up it's like when you see and i've seen this so many times where um, whether it's online or whether it's in magazines they take like a celebrity and they post what they eat and they're like oh the rock eats ten thousand calories a day and it's like, yeah, the rock is also like six foot five. He's built like a brick shit house and trains probably four hours a day. He probably burns at least 10,000 calories a day. So if he's eating 10,000 calories, it's because he's burning that much and it's what it fucking takes to fuel a man mountain. But if you're like me, for example, and you're five foot eight, you're not six foot four, you're five foot fucking eight, you're a fraction of the size and you train a fraction of the time, well, yeah, if I ate 10,000 calories a day, I'll get fat. Yet yeah, you see like men's health will be like, oh, let's see what The Rock does. If you want to look like The Rock, this is what you need to do. And it's like, no, no, <laughs> if you want to look like The Rock, you, you just need to apply the basic principle of what The Rock does mm.
1: to
0: your own lifestyle and your own training. And yeah, that that's the bit, again, that's, that scares me with the fitness influencers, the celebrity influencers, is they they trade off of people's lack of understanding. And they they use things like pseudoscience, or like fake science to lure people in. Um, I've written down a few names of people that I want to kind of like talk about during this. And, and for this, the, the fitness influencer, the one that irritates me the most, I haven't seen as much from him of late. Hopefully it's because he's sick of being called a cunt by James Smith every five minutes, is V Shred, um, who... Basically exploits the fact that most people don't realise the concept of body types uh, was disproven in like the 70s, despite the fact that you still get taught it if you're training to be a PT now. Um, it's been discredited as as basically bollocks uh, and he just trades off of that and carb intake to lure people into buying his plans because he's like oh i used to struggle to be in shape now look at me that i'm packed full of steroids and uh, and what have you and, and the reason why i look like this is because i didn't realize i was eating the wrong amount of carbs for my body type and then he's like do my free quiz to learn your body type and how many carbs you should have so you do his free quiz and then bang he's fucking hounding you every day to buy his training plans and it's like that's about as shoddy as it gets when you're a fitness professional and you're literally spouting lies like suggesting that you can't get in shape if you don't eat the right amount of carbohydrates for your body type body types being discredited in the 70s and carbs not being the the most important macronutrient when you're looking to alter your body composition um and again the the this the fitness influencer out there that was either selling their workouts they're selling their their booty bands that's selling any number of things and it's normally one of three categories it's normally a a training plan that will get you to look a particular way so it'll either be like a belly fat busting plan a booty building plan or the ones aimed at guys is like a shredded and five minute plan um it's it's either that kind of training plan it's either a, a diet of some sorts again aimed at probably a specific body area or it's a product it's an abs belt it's a it's a brand of clothing it's resistance bands whatever it is and the thing that frustrates me is that probably more than the celebrities is that these people are fully qualified 90 percent of the time and they're utilizing the fact that again people are going to trust what they say because they are qualified in that particular area as they're going to take their word as gospel and they're going to go oh if they've said it it must be true and they're, they're again they're preying on people's vulnerability and desperation and exploiting their lack of knowledge for their own financial gain and again it's morally very upsetting um to see it happen and it happens all the time there's there's way too many people out there who are just like oh yeah look how great i look buy my buy my stuff and you go you like you go onto their their instagram page and the link in their bio you click on it and it's just like a million different products that you don't need and it's like how 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 do they sleep at night um and again, last thing I'll say on this before I pass back to you, so because I, I don't want to like hog the limelight. But when you see, for me, okay. when you see a fitness professional selling a product, things like Herbalife in particular, um, sort of the meal replacement products or keto diet, ketones, that kind of stuff, and they're a fitness professional, all that basically says to me is that they're a shit PT and they're unable to, they don't understand mechanics the basics enough themselves to be able to get good results to attract clients so they're having to resort to offering a product or a business opportunity to people um and it's again it frustrates me because you you get people who look at them go well they're, they're a pt so they wouldn't offer if it was bad and it's kind of like well maybe they're offering it because they're a shit pt and they're not able to attract clients because they can't actually get results so they fall back on a fucking mlm scheme pyramid scheme bullshit thing because they'll they feel like they've got a better chance of making an income recruiting people into a business than they do actually getting people results and it's it's again it's things that i want people to consider and to think about when they're when when they're thinking about their own fitness journey and who they who they want to work with or who they want to trust for advice is think about the the incentive for the person like if you go to either of our instagrams and you're looking at the stuff that we point out that we pump out yeah ultimately our long-term game is to is to attract clients and the way that we do that is by putting out evidence-based educational information to demonstrate we know what we're talking about so that we can work with each individual appropriately there's a big difference between that and going on a fitness person's website and it or, or Instagram and it's literally just look how great I look, buy my product. Look how great I look, buy my product. One one type of account will give you confidence that that person you're going to work with is going to work with you as an individual to get you to your goals and that your goals are at the forefront of everything that they do with, with regards to you as a person. The other person doesn't give a fuck about your goals. They want to make as much money as quickly as possible and that's probably one of the biggest considerations that people need to to make before making any decision as to who they work with is, am I buying their plan and I'm just going to follow it? Or am I buying a plan for me? And, 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 And there's a big difference between the two.
1: Definitely. And I, exactly what you just said, when it comes to buying somebody else's plan, it's it's not going to work for everyone. And I've seen it on TikTok and I've seen it on Instagram where we we touched on it earlier about what I eat in a day. Now, something that I I I wouldn't feel the need to do, to be honest. Um, what I eat isn't going to be right for you. It's not going to be right for my client. It's not going to be right for this. And, and I think when you see people, oh, what I eat in a day, 1600 calories, it almost... Then the the people watching it think, oh, I need to eat 1,600 calories a day to look like that. And unfortunately, it's not that clear cut. It changes for everyone. Um, some people will be able to lose fat on 2,100 calories. Some people will will have to drop to 50. You know, we can't be making that that sort of assumption. And it's almost like, what is going to get the most engagement? What is going to get them get the trendiest? Like, what's going to go viral? What's going to trend? So, I can tell you now a TikTok of somebody with their seven colorful meals with how many calories I eat in a day will get more engagement than me talking about the fundamentals of fat loss. And I know it will because they've made it look different they've made it look pretty they've made it look um like instagrammable or, or whatever and that's when you'll often see on people's accounts you might see them walking up the stairmaster backwards and you're scrolling past you're like oh shit this is new this is different and it almost draws your attention to it and I think that's where you'll see a lot of influences doing just really outrageous things and I don't know if you or, or anyone listening um follows um Alima Omega, who is who's friends with uh, James and, and Darren. And he does basically a piss take of influencers workouts, yeah, like the frying pan. Legend. Hilarious, isn't he?
0: Yeah, he's on my list of people to speak about, actually.
1: Oh, <laughs> awesome. um, sorry, I just stole that off. No, me. no, no it's, um, it's a great point. And, and he does piss takes of, um, you know, people training with frying pans, people training with baked beans. Hands and couples workouts where you know the the woman is literally sitting on on the guys face. sorry it's a bit um not safe for work and um, we're sitting on the guy's face and stuff and, <laughs> and I love the way he portrays this because he calls out the bullshit but in a way that's not confrontational and even the people that make the videos just find it really hilarious that he's doing these um like make fun videos of them um but back to my point is when you're scrolling through your explore page and you see somebody doing some outrageous workout you can't help but click on it even as a fitness professional if I see someone doing something that just looks crazy in the gym I'm going to click on it and be like, what the fuck are they doing and I think often people actually sell off of that you know if yeah. um they might not tell you everything else they've done in their workout. So for example, they might've done, you know, squats, deadlifts, lunges, the the fundamentals. And then they've messed around with a resistance band for a little bit, walked up the Stairmaster backwards and then done a couple's ab workout. Well, they're not going to share with you the squat, deadlift and the lunge because that's what everybody else is doing. But the reason why everybody else is doing it is because that's what works consistently. But instead they'll take the They'll take the randomness they did. So they'll take the mess around with the booty band and doing their couples ab workout and they'll post that up because that's going to catch your attention and that's going to get more engagement. So you'll then buy into this plan thinking, right, I'm going to look like her because I've walked up the tread, I've walked up the stairmaster sideways for 40 minutes. But actually, they've completely not giving you the full picture of everything that that they've done to to achieve that you know they might have been battling um relationship with food or an eating disorder and um they might not be in the best headspace but you don't get to see any of that you just see what they put on their highlight
0: reel yeah um, i completely agree and i think actually that's probably a topic for like a, a podcast in its own right in terms of training fundamentals of training versus like the trendy side of things but again it it plays into the same narrative of the the fitness influencers who they will exploit the fact that people don't appreciate the most effective exercises when you're in the gym are still the same compound lifts that have been the fundamental of every training plan ever written and that actually if you're not seeing the results you want from your workout it's probably a combination of two things you're probably not eating the right amount of calories for whatever goal you're working towards and you're probably not training hard enough and progressing your training like i always say to people when they come to me like my clients and stuff I'm like oh i think my training plan needs to be like reviewed and needs to be looked at i'm like right well what makes you think that i'm fi- i'm finding it it's it's not working as well as it was I'm like right, well you're not working as hard as it was because i can go and swap all the exercises to other stuff but ultimately it's still going to come down to training each muscle group effectively and if you're not working hard like there's only there's a finite amount of exercises you can do to target certain muscle groups the compound lifts are the most effective that's why they're still around all these hundreds of years later it's not the trade it's not the it's not the exercises that's the problem it's the application of them and i think again fitness influencers trade off the fact that people don't appreciate that if you're not progressing your workout regularly that you what you'll stop getting results and it's not because what you're doing is is boring and it isn't trendy and it's not doing weird kickbacks, walking up a Stairmaster It's like all these things are look great and are visually appealing on a, a swipe workout on Instagram. But ultimately, if, if, if you're not seeing results from your training plan, that's, that's really on you and how hard you work when you go into a sessions, like ask yourself the question, when was the last time I put my weights up? When was the last time I actually had a week where I changed the weight completely and completely changed up my tempo of how I was working. Like you don't always have to put the weight up to make it harder. You could actually drop a few kilos off of what you're doing, slow the work, like slow your tempo right down, put in isometric holds and rest pauses and drop sets. And you can push your body harder than you had previously without changing any of the workouts. And, and this is the, the thing again, that, that probably frustrates is that there's enough fitness Uh, I'm not going to call them fit pros because that suggests that they're professionals. And I I think if, again, if you're exploiting people's lack of knowledge for your own financial gain, that's probably not the most professional thing. And I get that there's a contradiction there that I publicly call people cunts, which you could argue is not professional either, but um, (laughs) this isn't a mudslinging contest. This is um, me just highlighting the fact that ultimately if if you've got people out there who are, they clearly know what they're doing. They clearly train hard. They're clearly in good shape. And they're selling fashionable workouts to target specific body areas. Again, you have to question the uh, the efficacy of what they're doing in terms of the fact that they will know as much as anyone that for most people's goals, the most important thing is hitting your compound lifts each week and getting your fucking food right. And that all of these banded exercises and doing your weird kickbacks up the fucking stairmaster and doing weird partner workouts and jumping over boxes and making everything look pretty on Instagram is, is the only thing that's going to grow is your number of followers. So yeah, there's, that's a big frustration for, for me. What I I want to get into now, I feel like we've, we've kind of dug into some of the, the issues, the pitfalls, the shit that's out there, the cunts that are just trying to make money off of people and their desire to get fitter and healthier. What I want to do now is give people a sense of positivity that the industry isn't as, perhaps, as scarier place as we've made it sound. Because don't get me wrong, there's a lot of shit out there. But for for every fifty shit per- people out there, there's uh, there's there's one or two <laughs> really good people out there. There's probably more than that too, far i doing any injustice. But there are there are pages out there that if you want to get genuine good advice, um and again, if From my perspective, I don't care if people listening to this go and work with any of the people we're about to list uh, instead of working with you or I. Because for me, the bigger picture is that we want to get people fitter, healthier, happier. And I I would sooner that if it's not going to be me, that it's somebody else that's going to be putting good information in those people's hands rather than just going and spending however many hundreds of pounds to get a workout from V-Shred or to go and buy Herbalife from some dickhead from Geordie Shore. Um, So... Let's dig into the good people out there. And I've written a few names down. Obviously, Paul Lima, we've already touched upon, um, who does a brilliant job of taking the piss out of all of your swipe workouts and stuff. And he is hilarious. If you're not following him, go and check him out because, again, excellent information, uh, great understanding of, of general like fitness in general. Obviously, he comes from a professional sports background. Um, but, again, does a good job of highlighting the shit that's out there in a funny way i yeah. think the the people that i want to touch upon as well as paul is obviously you've got james smith who hopefully most people have, have heard of who's amazing and not only just calling out the bullshit um but also he is like mr calorie deficit he kind of made that uh he kind of made it famous considering it's the, been the fundamental for fat loss for forever uh it's amazing that it took for for him to coin the phrase and and make it famous um, and then you've got other people around the likes of James Smith so you've got people like Darren cartel who are very similar work in a very similar way and um, he does a lot of stuff with poor Lima as well um, and then you've got people on the slight flip side of, of this who are again still PTs still work with clients um who put out very good information around body image health and that kind of stuff people like Haley Madigan who uh, putting out great content, and and I think there needs to be like these people have got probably millions of followers between them. If you combine them up, I mean, James is on like seven hundred k. I think Haley's on close to a million. Like Derrin's hundred k. Poor Lima's hundred k. Like that, they've got a lot of followers between them. Um, and I think if we can just try and direct more people to pages like that that are sharing good, honest information with a touch of humor um i think that's going to stand people in much better much better stead and 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 again there's probably topics that will come off for speaking about these guys for other podcasts things like body image and body positivity and stuff that i want to dig into on another podcast but i just want to know what your like what your thoughts are what what what, what do you look for in a good fitness influencer in a, in a positive way not not the fitness yeah. influencer that you just torn apart
1: yeah so uh, the names you've already mentioned like entertainment value alone those guys are are unreal um yeah poor lima he is like hands down one of the strongest people i've ever seen in my life i remember maybe like two years ago um looking through his videos and he was there like bicep curling like most people's squat numbers and i was like what and you know when people practice what they preach for me that's a really big thing um i'm I'm big in in the strength and, and the weight, like the weight training side of things. And just when I see like women training heavy, for me, I um I follow KK Fit, Catherine and Kendra, who are I'm not sure if if you've heard of them or follow them, but they essentially completely train all the basics compounds properly. Um, they are in immaculate shape just really like positive instagram um another person who i think everybody should should be following um his name's jordan Syatt, don't know if you've heard of him yeah who, of course you have <laughs> um i the way that he puts stuff across is second to none um he again he's so funny with it he has such a good way with words um but I think he's really good for just being straight to the point not rude not aggressive just so informative um and those are the sorts of people that I've been following for for a while I just mainly try and follow people who are positive and put out positive things if people are again there's there's a fine line between calling out bullshit and tearing other people down. Um, I don't wanna be following or be consuming like fitness content from people who are like overtly negative. But likewise, I appreciate the people that can just stand up and call out um, call out dishonest people. And again, it's not, not people that bully others, but people that just say, that's not right. Here's the actual fact of the situation i would say for me that's what i look for or what i would class as as a good a good influencer a positive influencer um and just authentic people people that don't don't show up and feel a bit too forced or like they've got a secret agenda just people that can generally just document their lives and and be themselves
0: yeah yeah i completely agree And, and again obviously i think depending on on what you want to see from social media there's Again, people like Ben Carpenter and Sohee Lee. The stuff that they put out is is brilliant. Ben, in particular, what I like about Ben's stuff is he will he will pick a topic that's controversial that gets a lot of airtime that people play into, and then he will go and research all of the studies, and he will take screenshots and data from these studies to to highlight whether that information is accurate or inaccurate. Um, and uses literally just the science to, to put that forwards. And and again, probably doesn't, I mean, he's got a massive following, don't get me wrong, but probably doesn't get the the level of following that he deserves for what he puts out there because he's not afraid. Saying, this is, this is bullshit. This is bollocks and, and you shouldn't do it. And here's why. And because he puts all the science and the facts there, there's probably a lot of people who are unprepared to, to read and to listen to what he's got to say because they're they know that their their views and their beliefs and their understandings are about to be proven wrong um but what he does is incredible i've got a a lot of time for for him purely for the the fact that he does he does he'll cite all of the studies and he'll reference actual data and information to to prove why stuff is or isn't wrong and he does it in a good way because he he he'll take the initial point the initial question and he entertains the legitimacy of it he doesn't start with this is bollocks and here's why he explores he explores it from an objective perspective and he will then come to a conclusion of yes yeah, spot on or or no absolute absolute bollocks and i think there's probably not enough people like him who are taking the time to actually highlight why some of this stuff is so bad um, so he's a great page um to follow and to check out and and again we, we've sort of spoken about the others and i think as a way to round off this this podcast it's it, it, and to bring an air of positivity um to it, it's the fact that actually if if help if getting into better shape is is important to you and it's something that you want to achieve and you're unsure how to do it i mean first and foremost if you listen to this podcast that's amazing reach out to one of us and we will happily help you but again if you want to check the legitimacy of of the stuff that we say and the way that we coach and the, and the information that we put out, you know, there's, there's these pages out there, there's these people out there who by nature of their number of followers, you would class as influencers. But by nature of the way that they work and engage are the polar opposite to your traditional influencer. Um, and, and that's where I actively encourage people to go to for For validation or for any questions any concerns that you've got if if, even if it's with stuff that we're saying if you think oh i don't know about that and you want to go and check stuff out like go go onto ben's page give him a follow look at this look at the studies that he references look at the information he puts out go and watch some of james's videos and and understand why he like i do is quite happy to to pick someone or something whether it's a diet whether it's somebody selling a diet and, and and dissect the information that they're putting out there and call them a cunt when they're quite clearly deceiving people like go and watch one of poor lima's videos just so that you can see how ridiculous certain things in the industry are like go and listen to Diren in the way that he will bring somebody onto his podcast who he's slated just so that, that he can talk to them and he can actually almost educate them in front of his audience uh, and win people over like again if you're if you're a girl or if you're a guy for that matter and you're struggling with your body image and you're you want to look better and feel better and you don't know where to turn, go and look at someone like Haley Madigan, who's going to put information out there that's going to normalize a lot of stigma in the industry, but also give you really good advice as to how you can become happier and healthier and just change your physique for the better without putting the social pressure to look a particular way. Like there's enough information out there. That's the good quality information. And my biggest my biggest worry about the fitness industry is that it's for all of the goodness out there. We've highlighted a lot of stuff that probably attracts people quicker because it seems more appealing. And I, I just, I urge people listening to this to, to take, take five minutes, take a step back, go and go, go and look at stuff other than the typical like hashtags that you search for. Instead of looking for like booty workouts, instead of looking for ways to, target certain areas or, or just looking at your favorite person from whatever tv show like just take a moment and just go and do a little bit of research and look at some of these pages because i guarantee not only will they give you good information that will obviously echo the stuff that we've said but um, they'll be able to back it up with the studies they'll be able to give you some reassurance that actually a lot of what you're feeling and a lot of the pressure that perhaps you feel from social media to look a certain way, a lot of what your, the internal narrative that you tell yourself quite a lot, it actually they've been there, they've experienced it and they've got a multitude of methods and they've got a multitude of information that's going to help you feel more at ease, feel more comfortable and, and ultimately put you hand in hand with what you actually need to get to the goals that you have, as opposed to misleading you by trying to just capitalize off a quick, a quick sale. Um and 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 that for me is the importance of social media is the fact that yeah for all of the shit that's out there and the people who are exploiting it unfairly. There's a lot of people out there that can give you very good information that can put you exactly where you need to be. And that's who I want you to go to. Whether it's me, whether it's Summer um obviously we, we you know we would both rather it be it be us because you know <laughs> got businesses to run got bills to pay but at the same time my main focus isn't to go and make as much money my main focus my goal is you asked me about my business goals and it's it's to coach as many people it's to educate as many people not from a financial perspective because I'll be honest if it was if I was purely motivated by financial gain I wouldn't have left the industry I was in where I was getting paid a fucking fortune uh selling software I'd have stayed in that because financially uh you know I, I, I made a lot of money I made a good living I lived a comfortable happy lifestyle but it wasn't doing what I was passionate about. What I'm passionate about is helping people, educating people and making them happier and healthier. So for for me, that's my, that's my buzz. That's my goal. Help as many people as I physically can. And again, that's why I'm pointing you in the direction of some of these, these other influences. You know, some people could look at it and go, that's mad. You're pointing people in, in the direction of your competition. No, 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 They're not my competition. Those guys, they're, they're, they're like the the founding fathers of, of what the industry should be. These guys are, these are my colleagues. These are these are my inspirations. These are my like almost like mentors about having worked directly with a lot of them, because they're putting out the right information. They're doing things the right way. And for me, it's about let's help as many people as we as we possibly can. And I'm only I only got like two thousand followers. You know, that's it was a great following if you had physically two thousand people following you in real life. everywhere, it's a lot of people walking behind you, but in comparison to someone like James who's got seven hundred thousand followers, do you know what he's fucking go and listen to what this man's got to say go and watch his videos go, go to these people and learn because you know I, what matters to me is that we we address the underlying issues within society and that's most people are getting lazier and more overweight and more obese and more at risk of catching diseases and dying young and and that's crazy in the year 2021 that the single biggest killer of people is diseases caused by obesity and Oh, that's the stuff that i want to address and i'm not going to be able to do that on my own so yeah go and check these fucking people out go and see the good side of the industry it's a beautiful place out there if you go to the right places
1: definitely no i've i'm with you on that one like completely touched on what you just said um that, the same as you know just i want to simplify things as much as i can for people and and just to especially for me like i am more female focused um Work with a handful of men, but really, you know, have a better understanding about the female body. Understandably, so um, that's that's kind of where where I lie is just helping women to to achieve their goals and just avoid all of this restriction and the fad dieting and just simplify it to to what they need and educate them on the stuff that means they can keep this body long term, not just for the four weeks they're doing skinny coffee. Um, but I think, yeah, we've, we've rounded off everything nicely. So I'm, I'm happy.
0: Cool. well, um, yeah. Thanks very much for listening guys. I think um, based on what we said today, probably the next podcast that we're going to put out will probably be focusing quite heavily on like training. And we'll yeah. dig into, into that, some of the fundamentals versus some of the, uh, the, the trendier stuff that's out there, but thanks for listening today. If you've got any questions, if you need any help, you know, where we are at paulandrews.fitness and at summer training. Um, drop us a message uh, or very worst case go and check out one of the, the many people that we've just praised up within the industry but thanks for listening and we will see you in a week's time
1: yeah see you soon